Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I am Stephen O'Grady. I'm a principal analyst and co-founder of Redmonk, uh, and I'm here to talk to uh, Anurag. Uh, Anurag, would you care to introduce yourself? Yeah, hey, my name's Anurag Gupta. I'm the founder and CEO of Shoreline Software. We're focused on uh, automated incident response. Uh, before Shoreline, I used to run database and analytics for AWS for eight years, which really taught me the importance of keeping the lights on. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, and we are here to talk uh, today about a topic of uh, certainly of the moment. Um, I don't think it's any secret, uh, you know, certainly for us or for anybody watching this, I'm, I'm sure that uh, generative AI um, is, is uh, well, as I said, having a moment and certainly making a huge impact on the on the industry as a whole um, in sort of short order. So, you know, I guess we'll just sort of kick off with a basic question, you know, sort of in terms of, you know, as you think about it, um, what do you think that the the sort of uh, potential impact or the potential role for uh, generative AI uh, should be with respect to infrastructure? Let's just start there. So I think it's going to be a game changer because the challenge for all of us who are responsible for keeping the lights on is figuring out what to do when uh, there's an incident. And so, you know, you can go to Stack Overflow, you can go to Reddit, you can go to Google. And, you know, the problem is, is that the information there is often incorrect and certainly incomplete, pretty right. much always. And so, you know, the best in class today is sort of Confluence wikis, but they're also incomplete and often out of date. And right. so that's a challenge. I mean, it's just like a d design doc. Who keeps those up to date once the code's written? And so what generative AI gives us is the ability to synthesize our, you know, what all the data that's out there into short answers and to follow chain of thought reasoning, which becomes really important to, to ask the follow-up questions to figure out what to do. Um, so I think it really can, has the potential to be very important. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, we're, we're seeing it sort of employed in, in a wide variety of areas. Uh, and, you know, it, it is, you know, to your point, you know, being able to to generate more complete and sort of, um, you know, more accurate, you know, sort of responses, you know, sort of across a, a wide range of disciplines, obviously, depending on sort of what it's trained on, what you fed it. Um, you know, I, I think Game Changers is really not an overstatement in that regard. Um, but let's let's sort of focus on today. Like, so if we if we think about where we're at today, and you think about you know the, the sort of the this intersection that we're talking about of generative AI and infrastructure, what in your mind is like state of the art? What can be done if I'm a sort of customer? Anybody else watching this right now? Like, what can I expect? What can I do right now? Um, you know, sort of in the moment. So I mean, there's a lot of noise out there, right? Every single company is doing AI washing right now talking about their generative AI capabilities. So two things I've liked are, uh, there's a company out there that uh, is providing the capability to automatically generate uh, Terraform modules from prompts. There's another that automatically generates cube control commands, again, based on English language prompts. And so, you know, the value of that is, is it reduces labor and lookup time, but they're testable. and. Right. Because the problem with generative AI is hallucinations. You know, I mean, imagine you were talking to somebody who just as confidently told you a wrong answer as a correct one, and you'd stop talking to them, right? Yeah, we've all had so that experience. That's a challenge, sure, yeah. and there's not 
a lot of guardrails in production operations and the mistakes matter. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's the thing, you know, I, I think that those are those are good examples. Um, and I think we'll, we'll just sort of see more and more of these over time, you know, as mm -hmm. sort of AI gets rolled out and deployed towards, uh, you know, these use cases. And I think you're right, like, you know, cautioning against AI washing, that's a thing for sure. Uh, but it is, you know, this is sort of notably different than past waves in, in our experience, because when you dig under the covers, you know, sort of for a lot of the, the sort of use cases we're talking about, um, there, there's actually, you know, there's real meat there, right? You know, yeah. this is, you know, hey, this is interesting. I didn't, I haven't seen this before, right? And this is useful for customers and so on. So, you know, I'll use that as just sort of lead into our, our last question here, which is, um, you know, we, we talked about the potential, right? It's a game changer, potentially transformative, you know, from an infrastructure standpoint, uh, you know, versus where we're at today, right? Which is, you know, hey, we have a couple of use cases. It's interesting. You can do these sort of discrete things. So mm -hmm. what in your mind, like, what has to happen for us to get, you know, sort of to reach that potential, right? You know, sort of what are the what are the sort of next steps? You know, where do you go? You know, sort of as a company sort of moving forward. So in a world where it's incredibly easy to create content, but content has hallucinations, the answer is going to be curation. So Wikipedia lets everybody add content, but there are editors who control what is accepted. You know, same as open source projects, right? Mm -hmm. And so we need to do the same thing for runbooks. So at Shoreline, uh, you know, we create about a hundred runbooks a month now with, uh, you, know, uh, you know, using Generate AI. But um, we also make sure they work and right. stay up to date and that they're searchable and, you know, right. you find them and, you know, in a world where content is ever easier to create, what you need is confidence and confidence mm -hmm. comes from curation. So trusted sources that you can go to that are providing you answers that you can believe in. And, you know, that's how I think we get from Confluence wikis uh, to, you know, modern day, uh, you know, runbooks. Yeah, I like it. I like it. You know, well, one, because maybe, you know, we're not all out of work just yet. Um, yeah. But two, you know, I like the way that you're decoupling, um, uh, you know, essentially the, the generation, you know, sort of with the authenticity, the, the, the sort of quality, the confidence, as you put it, in that content, mm -hmm. um, you know, because that's that's the nature of the systems now, right? They're, they're spitting things out and, you know, sort of just asking you to take it at face value. Um, but, you know, that that sort of Wikipedia-like, hey, is this actually accurate? You know, somebody check this. Um, you know, that is, you know, certainly a, a you know, sort of means of uh, mitigating, you know, sort of the, the greatest weakness of the system today. Yeah, you know, the other thing we're doing is co-piloting. So somebody can ask a prompt to do something like, hey, can you convert this from running for AWS to Azure or from Linux to Windows and all of those sorts of things? So you don't have to be an expert in every piece of your tech stack anymore. I think that's going to be really valuable for people. So that makes perfect sense to me. And uh, with that, we'll, we'll wrap up. And I just want to say uh, thanks so much for stopping by, Anurag. Yeah, thank you, Stephen. Awesome. Yeah, pleasure. Cheers, everybody.